0: With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select Camp miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is
1: Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Trickeration,
2: a production of iHeartRadio.
0: Trick,
3: trick,
2: Welcome to Trickeration, the number one show about deception in sports and your spot for honest conversations about dishonest acts schemes, hoaxes, pranks, trick plays. We cover it all here. Last week, we spoke with a St. Louis man who had a million dollar fantasy football treasure stolen from him. And also with a Milwaukee Brewers coach who pranked the veterans into thinking their rookie pitcher was an actual assassin. Hard to believe, but true. So check that one out if you missed it, as well as everything else lurking in the archives. This week, we've got two tall tales for you. First, a thanksgiving theme story in which one of the greatest players in NFL history knocks the stuffing out of an undrafted rookie, and later, an old training camp prank involving the most beautiful woman in the stands, an abandoned house, and a cactus plant. All right, enjoy the show.
3: Peyton, he's always been a prankster, as long as I can remember him. He's always been the guy who, after a big road victory where we're flying back, the one getting on the PA system and maybe impersonate the coach, or it could be a trash can full of water and you lean it up against someone's door. Those were kind of things that happened constantly, but generally number 18 was always behind it.
2: In the year 2000, an undrafted free agent, Justin Snow, walked into the star-studded locker room of the Indianapolis Colts. A team coming off a 13-3 and record And a division title.
3: Well, it was obviously intimidating. You're now in the NFL. You have Peyton Manning, you have Edric James, Marvin Harrison, you know, the heavy hitters. Peyton and I hit it off pretty well. I'm not saying he didn't take a lot of young guys under his wing, but you know, he and I were, were somewhat close for a vet and a rookie. We had a lot in common being country boys, loved to hunt fish. He wasn't married at the time, and we were buddies. I remember he would come over to the house before the away games. We always had a couple of hours to kill and he'd come over and, you know, we'd hang out and ride to the airport together. I still remember this day our Christmas dinner, my parents are in and he comes over for dinner and eats with my family, just he and I and my parents.
2: The genuine friendship between the veteran and the rookie made Snow even more unsuspecting that some Turkey Day tomfoolery was in the works
3: one of the equipment guys walked around and put a copy of a free turkey at the local grocery store. You get a $30 turkey, I'll, not. I'll let my mom cook it up. So Peyton, obviously having meetings directly after practice, says, hey, do you mind grabbing my turkey for me? It wasn't like it was some scrub saying, hey, grab me a turkey. I'd be like, screw that. But it was Peyton Manning. So I'm like, well, sure. Again, Peyton asked you a favor. You're a rookie. You want to please the guy, Right. So I take this Xerox copy to the grocery store, and they direct you to the back, kind of the uh, meat department. So you go back there, and I say, hey, I'm here for the uh, free turkey. I'm a Colts player. Show them what they left in our chair. And there's a gentleman in his little white coat. He says, well, I can give you yours, but in order to get Peyton's or anyone else's, you have to do some sort of a touchdown dance. So... At the time, the girl I was dating was with me. Her name was Amy. I said, Amy, I'm not going to dance for a turkey. I'll just get Peyton mine or whatever. And she's like, come on, Justin, just play along. You can dance. So I turned around. I'm like, all right, let's do it. So the guy at the counter, he plays, you know, the Monday night football theme song. So I start doing my dance. I'm not saying I have skills by any means, but... I could dance a little bit, right? So I was getting into it.
2: Yeah, and what dance did you do? Do you
3: remember the Dirty Bird that uh, the Atlanta Falcons running back? It's like Jamal. Jamal Anderson. Jamal Anderson. You know how he did kind of the Dirty Bird where he's pumping his fist up and down, and he takes it to the side, he's kind of doing a little something with his legs. That's all that I did. And it'd be one thing if I did it for maybe 10 seconds, but I carried that sucker out and sold it for probably, I don't know, a good 30 seconds to a minute's worth.
2: <laughs> and, and what did Amy think at the time? Did she say anything like, wow, you really went for it?
3: No, she's in the background just laughing her head off the whole time. And, you know, when I'm done, she gives me a big hug. And like the guy at the counter he says, man, that was awesome. Great job. I appreciate you playing along. Here's your extra turkey. So what I do is I take both bags now and I take his back to the locker room. Put it in his locker because he's still in meetings and then i of course take mine home and i just put mine in the refrigerator i never opened it up so i think nothing else of it whatsoever well the next day is thursday thanksgiving day and we always start the day with the team meeting i'm going in this meeting thinking that i've done a good deed for somebody and uh, as i'm walking to the training room you pass by the equipment room. On that equipment room, there's like this clear glass that has multiple Polaroid pictures taken of everybody with their turkeys. So I'm thinking still nothing other, right? So anyway, we get to our team meeting and at the time it was Jim Mora and he's given his talk about the previous practice and you know, just kind of a breakdown, right? So as he's finishing to come to an end, the lights dim the projector comes on and it's a video so I'm like oh no so then you kind of sink into your chair a little bit (laughs) so I really didn't know until that film pops up and shows me getting suckered to the Monday night football theme song so everybody goes through their dance typically in a touchdown dance you know you're spiking a ball or whatever touchdown dances there were at the time that's what a lot of guys were doing. And of course, I'm the last one. It's like I told you for a good 30 seconds to a minute. That was the one that acted like a fool. All that's on film. And everybody's just rolling laughing. I mean, because I got, I, I got pranked, right? You got punked, whatever you want to call it, for a turkey. So what had happened was they had a hidden camera in the back covered up. that You couldn't see that was filming everybody do their dance to the song. So it gets better, though. Come to find out, in that bag was a bag of ice stapled shut with the weight of a turkey that a lot of guys had left in their car and melted. So not only did you get a bag of ice for a prank, but you had to do a dance to get it. Certain guys, I guess, are are naive and, and gullible or whatever. I was that guy. We went from Jim Mora to Tony Dungy to Jim Caldwell as my coaches there with the Colts in 12 years. Every year for 12 years, Matt... I was always the fool. You know, just a running joke every year. Justin Snow is doing his dance to get Peyton the free turkey. When you had, um, you know, inquired about doing this interview, I called Peyton. I said, hey, man, this guy's asking to do this interview. So he's like, man, I still got that in my in my archives at home. And he's like, that still to today is probably one of the greatest pranks of all time.
2: A delicious bit of deceit from number 18. And yes, we've already put the request in to get the hidden camera footage of snow from Peyton's archives. And for our next story, sticking with the rookie hazing theme, we travel back to a simpler time, 1980s NFL training camp.
4: Just to give credit where credit's due, this was pulled on me by my cousin. And I was like a soldier hitting a deck, crawling across the field to get away from what I thought was a mad husband.
2: While with the Colts and later the Miami Dolphins, hard-hitting safety Lyle Blackwood spearheaded the initiation of the first-year players on the team.
4: We usually had two to three guys that we would be talking to. And there were some higher profile rookies,
2: but most of them were middle range. Lyle and the veterans would point to a beautiful woman in the stands and tell the rookies she was a huge football fan.
4: And that uh, she really liked the Dolphins or the Colts. And we would say that she'll accommodate all y'all if y'all want to go. We would talk about it all week long. And they, you know, okay, well, what about this? What about that? Yeah, yeah, sure. She'll do that. And we always planned it at the end of the week when we had free time. And um, they couldn't contain themselves. Well, what would happen is that we'd come to pick them up, and they'd be all slicked up, cleaned up, cologne on, hair slicked down. They wanted to put their best foot forward. So anyway, we'd get there, and uh, this was in a real wooded area. We had to have an abandoned house. Uh, which was very important, and so we'd start walking up there, and we'd get so close to the house and everything, and then we had a guy in there with a big overcoat, a hat on, and a shotgun. Of course, it was empty, and uh, he would come out, and he'd just say, I know what the heck you're doing. You're going to screw my wife. I'm going to blow your head off. And when he would shoot the shotgun, I'd go, oh, and I would just hit the deck. And everyone... To a man would haul ass. I mean, they would just take off. But I can remember one guy went over to the side and goes, "Okay, maybe I need to help, Lyle. Maybe he's maybe he's not dead." And he goes, "Oh, he's dead." And he just he, said, he's, he took off. But he thought you were dead. Yeah. Uh, and uh, <laughs> Wait,
2: when you were you were playing dead? Yeah, I was just
4: playing dead. Yeah. <laughs> and he just left you there? Oh yeah, he just left me there he thought for a moment, and then he said, "Ah, oh, he's dead." He just <laughs> took off, and I remember he jumped the fence and he was running through a cactus patch to get away from what he thought was a, a mad husband. And so we uh, we couldn't find the one guy that went through the cactus patch for like three hours. We were just searching everywhere. And finally, we were driving up this road, and we saw this figure kind of hunched over and he's limping and everything and uh, we pulled up and he had cactus needles all in him everywhere and i said what are you doing he goes you're alive we all just started dying laughing
2: so funny i love that and over the years how many rookies would you say you got with that prank
4: uh gosh um probably oh 15 or 20 it's just it's just part of uh, it's part of the uh, initiation into the nfl
2: Sadly, Blackwood's mad husband hoax could only be pulled during certain seasons.
4: I was known for a prankster. And I mean, there's lots of little ones that worked over and over and you did it on certain individuals at certain times. And sometimes there was a season going on that you just didn't do anything because it wasn't a good season. So there was no time for pranks.
2: All right. That is it for today. A big thank you to Justin Snow and Lyle Blackwood for sharing these great stories. And a special thanks to the listeners for taking the time to rate and review the show. If you haven't already, please do so. And also, if you have any ideas for future episodes, please email the tip line at trickerationnation at gmail.com. And as we do every week, we check in with the legend, Chris Mad Dog Russo. Chris, how'd we do this week? Maddie, good job. Keep up the good work, pal. Thanks, Chris. All right. Talk to you guys next week